Welcome to Public Safety Talk Radio, the podcast for all of our heroes in public safety, including law enforcement professionals, firefighters, EMTs, corrections officers, healthcare workers, and more. This show is produced by the POCUA and is founded upon its Soundness Initiative. This episode is sponsored by the Finest Service Organization, a provider of line of duty death loan protection through many of our POCUA institutions. Hi, I'm Ken Bader, your host for Public Safety Talk Radio, and I'm really excited today because I have a guest that I've known for a long time. I didn't even realize how long I've known this gentleman until I looked at his bio, but for 22 years, <laughs> I have, I've, I've known Jim Bedinger uh, well before he was uh, his title now, which is the National Police Credit Union Division President, um, and we go back to the days when it was just Chicago Patrolmen's, uh, and all they had was, uh, I think, what, two rooms on uh, on Wabash in downtown Chicago? Was that was that right, Jim? And by the way, yep. welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, you are correct. No parking, uh, no ATMs, you know, it was all double parking downtown, getting parking tickets all the time. Our members were anyway, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> well, your members... Your members are, are primarily Chicago cops. What are they getting parking tickets for? Well, if they came in their personal car instead of the squad, that's when it happened. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure they paid each and every one of those parking tickets. <laughs> but, yeah. No I, comment. <laughs> I, re, I remember those days. You know, it's, it's, so, it's a lot easier to run an institution without parking and without ATMs. <laughs> and, and that always attracts a lot of members. <laughs> Yes, we're a little more convenient today, so. <laughs> yes, yes, but I know, I, I know that you've come a long way in the last uh, two decades. Um, not only Chicago Patrolman's Federal Credit Union, which is the main business, uh, but also the subsidiary, the National Police Credit Union, uh, which is basically all over the country. We'll, we'll get into that. Uh, but tell us and tell our audience uh, the first responders the National Police Credit Union serves. Sure. Um, you know, as you said, we started out as the Chicago Patrolman's Federal Credit Union. We've been around 82 years uh, serving, obviously, the Chicago Police Department. We started serving a lot of suburban departments. And then back in 2014, we actually got the permission by the NCUA to serve the National Fraternal Order Police. So their 350,000 members are spread all over the country and are eligible to join the credit union. We do have members in all 50 states now. Um, just got our first one from Vermont actually a couple of weeks ago. So now wow. we're finally in all 50 states. That was the one that we just didn't have anyone in. For what about whatever. Guam and Par in Puerto Rico? Uh, we do actually have in Puerto Rico. <laughs> um, we don't in Guam. And uh, uh, there is one, I think in the Virgin Islands, if I remember correctly. So, you know, but uh, but we're concentrating obviously in the United States. We have an office outside of Chicago in, in uh, Tempe, Arizona. We have another one in Louisville, Kentucky, and we just opened one up during this pandemic in Dallas, Texas. Nice, nice, nice growth. And if I may, I'm going to take a, a step from my role as producer and host of uh, Public Safety Talk Radio and into my role as co-founder and CEO of the Police Officers Credit Union Association, um, who produces um, this podcast. 
Uh, I, for one, am grateful and really pleased that we have the National Police Credit Union in our association uh, because I find as officers call us or send us an email, uh, which actually has happened more times than people would think, looking for a credit union that serves first responders or specifically law enforcement. If we don't already have a, a police credit union that is a member of our association with us, if it's someplace like Vermont, which is a good example, and there's an officer there, I automatically go to the National Police Credit Union because you're kind of our fallback. You know, if, if anybody could serve them, the National Police Credit Union could serve them. So I, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you know, the, the type of brand that you run. You guys are actually a lot nicer than I am. Uh, because if I see, if I see, even if there's a credit union in that state that serves police, but they're not part of our association, I don't talk to them. I talk to the National Police Credit. You actually go to that police credit union and say, hey, there's somebody that wants services. <laughs> yes, yes, we will. <laughs> So great job on the branding. Uh, really uh, pleased with the growth that I've seen over the last 20 some years. But let's get into one of your main areas of expertise, which I know a lot of first responders, especially law enforcement, need to hear about today, which is credit score. Uh, because I know that a, a lot of these folks are so busy, you know, helping the public that they're not thinking about their own financial health. So yeah, tell us about credit scores. And, you know, I've noticed this too. They seem to vary widely. Um, mm -hmm. Like, for instance, I'll pull up my Discover and I'll have one score and then I'll pull up Capital One and my score will be like 120 points lower. And I don't get that. Can, can you explain that, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> I sure can. Um, there's actually several different credit scores that are out there. The ones that I'm going to focus on today because they're still the most important is a FICO score. So a FICO score really has about 85, 90% of the lenders out there use FICO. I'm sure you've seen Credit Karma, some of those commercials or heard them. That is not a FICO score. That's what's called a Vantage score. So the way it kind of worked, it was back in 1989. So Ken, when you and I first started buying cars and getting <laughs> credit cards and stuff, they really didn't exist, but now they're everywhere today. So they're super, super important that people understand A, what makes up their score, and B, what kind of control they have over that. So back in 89, FICO said, well, we're going to create this score. And basically what it does, it tells us, the credit unions, the banks, the lenders, what is the risk of someone defaulting in the next two years? The higher the score, the less likely the risk that's going to happen. The lower the score, the more likely it'll happen. Now, to confuse things even more, there's actually 10 versions of FICO that are out there. Hmm. And on top of it, let's say if you go to buy a car at a car dealership, there's what's called FICO, I think it's auto advantage or something. So they only look at kind of like your auto history and how you've paid autos back to create that score. Same thing for the big, like you mentioned Capital One, the big credit card companies that are out there. It created a FICO score just for those credit card companies to use. So we as consumers or, you know, police officers, if they're like, well, wait a minute, I just checked here and it said my score was, you know, like 680 and now you guys are telling me it's 640 or maybe it's, right. you know, 720. What, what's happening? And it's, it all comes down to what's there, you know, which, yeah. what are they using? The most popular one right now that lenders are using is FICO version 8. And it's classic. Uh, so basically the scores range from 350 to 850. 
mm-hmm. is kind of what the range is. There, there is a FICO expanded out there, but it's again, it's not used by a whole lot. So we're going to focus on that when we're talking today. Right, right. Interesting. Um, but most importantly, in 1989, what were you driving? <laughs> a Ford Mustang II, if you must know. It's not the really nice Mustangs. It's the one that they drove like on uh, Charlie's Angels, you know, when they had Ah, okay. <laughs> I was in high school, so. <laughs> in 1989, I was in, oh, you must be a little younger than I am. I was in college and great old DePaul University in Chicago, and I was driving a 1979 Chevy Impala. I, I, think, oh. I think, yeah, I think the United States Army used it as a, a tank in World War II or something, because that sucker was big. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, now that you mention it, I was already on my first car that I bought. I take that back. I, I drove that one first, but I was on an Oldsmobile, which those don't even exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was, was called a Cutlass Calais or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, re- I remember <laughs> in high school, all these guys with their Cutlass Supremes uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> from like, I don't know, 1964 or something. Uh, but uh, as interested as the audience is about our old rusted cars <laughs> that we drove in high school and college, uh, I want to get back to FICO because... Uh, I've been in the finance industry, you know, literally, actually, since 1989. I had my first part-time job at a, at a brokerage firm. And so I'm, I'm familiar with FICO and credit scores. I was not familiar that, that there were 10 uh, or approximately 10 different FICO scores out there. Mm-hmm. And you know, that might explain some things because I noticed like Undiscovered actually said, and I deliberately looked at this yesterday because I knew I would be talking to you this morning. It actually said FICO 8. It actually mm-hmm. pointed that out. So mm-hmm. when I went to Discover, I thought, okay, this is probably a pretty accurate score that I can go by. Uh, but there have been other ones, uh, like Bank of America, I looked at. Uh, I have more than a couple credit cards. Sorry. I, I know that's, that's, that's against what I should be doing. But credit, uh, No, credit's not bad, and I'll make yes. that point. Credit is not bad. That I tell people that all the time. You need to establish credit. You need to have yeah. credit. And especially in this day and age, I mean, you can get rewarded for doing things and purchasing things that you were right. already going to purchase anyway. So is cash back important to you or do you want, do you travel a lot? Do you want, I always tell people credit's not bad. It's how you use it and yeah. manage it where you can get into trouble. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely correct in the entrepreneurial world. And this is why I probably have close to 20 credit cards. They actively tell you um, for a few different reasons to open up as many credit cards as you can. Um, and the reasonings are twofold. One is kind of goes along your danger zone there, which is as an entrepreneur, as you see opportunities, you, the credit cards are the most uh, likely source for you to get immediate funds in order to take advantage of an opportunity. And the other reason, which is probably your main reason as an expert, is the more credit you have out there, even if you're not using it, especially if you're not using it, that actually helps your score go up because you have all this credit available and, you you're, and you're seen as credit worthy, but you're not using it. So that, that alerts people saying, okay, he's got a lot of credit. People understand that he's credit worthy um, and he's not abusing it. So all those things work into your favor. Yes. 
Well, you actually make a great point. A lot of people think, and they have the misnomer that, you know, if I pay everything on time, then I have a great credit score. And it's not necessarily true. It's still the most important thing for FICO. That's 35% of your score. So it's still the most important, but 30% of your score is exactly what you just touched on. And that's where a lot of people get whacked on their score because they're not getting the maximum of it. And that is your balances to your available credit lines, both on an individual card basis and on total credit lines versus total balances that are out there. Um, newer versions of FICO, like FICO version nine, which the, is now available through the credit bureaus, and just came out with FICO version 10, even make that worse. So the more debt you're carrying, the worse of a detriment it's gonna have on that 30% of your FICO score, which again is almost as important as paying things on time. Having yeah. one maxed out credit card can really affect your score in a negative way. Um, even usually utilizing, I'm sorry, up over 30% of any credit line on any credit card starting to have a negative effect on your score. Yeah. Yeah, good, good points, and yeah, that leads me to the question I I started to ask, and then we we went down the road. I think of either um, how much credit you should have, or maybe our old cars or something. Uh, but on <laughs> on the different uh, on the different FICO scores, yeah, I noticed that y you look at say Discover, and it's I know that it's FICO eight because I looked at it yesterday, mm -hmm. and then look at some place like Bank of America that's still listed as FICO. Uh, but the score is literally about 70 points different, even though they're yeah. both FICO. You, can you explain yeah. that a little bit? Well, you know, FICO, it's creating the algorithm that they created back in 89, um, is looking at whatever's on whatever bureau they're looking at. So, you know, the bureaus are the ones that house the information that FICO uses to create the score. And not all three bureaus have the exact same information. That's why anytime you go to get a mortgage, the mortgage lender is going to run what's called a tri-merge. They're going to pull all three of your credit reports at the same time and take the middle score between the three because they're never all the same. And the reason why is TransUnion's based in Chicago, so a lot of Midwestern places. Not, ev not every lender and not every place that you have credit with is reporting you to all three bureaus. Mm -hmm. Some only report to one, some report to two or three. It just depends. So that's why the scores vary even amongst the credit bureaus, because again, they're not housing all the same information and FICO is running the same algorithm each time. But if you're missing a credit line somewhere, or, or yeah. let's say you had something derogatory, you had a late payment, but it's only showed up on TransUnion, well, your score on TransUnion is going to be bad. But on the other two, Experian and Equifax, it's actually going to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Great points. You know, and I've, I, 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 for one, as a small business owner, I'm constantly looking at my credit scores uh, because that's key to, to me. And it's interesting because the, the scores, at least for me, range as much as 120 points different. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, they never, they never, you know, I never hit uh, a credit score or a credit bureau that conveniently, you know, leaves out, you know, the one card that I do have maxed out, you know, that one's on all of them, you know, they, they leave, they leave, they leave out, they leave out the one where I've got, you know, $15,000 in credit and only have a balance of a grand, you know, that's the one yeah. they leave out. <laughs> Yeah, a few key points there, Ken. Um, you know, certainly if you do have a maxed out card and you have availability on some other cards, just transferring part of that balance over to one of those other cards is going to improve your score. 
because again, you don't want to have any single maxed out cards. You want to have, you know, just spread it around. You're improving your score without even paying a single dollar down. You're just moving it around into available credits that are there. Credit scores and credit, um, just credit in general for the, the young folks that are out there younger than you and I are so important these days. And, and we do a lot of training at police academies, both in Chicago and, and in some other areas around the country too. We've done this training for them. We've seen, you know, it, it doesn't take a lot to ruin your credit. And I've seen a lot of recruits that just don't have the financial education that they needed. And they've got to improve that score or otherwise, I mean, their whole lending life is ahead of them, including a mortgage. Let's just take a mortgage example. Let's say, you know, um, one person has a 740, which usually if you're 740 or above, you're, you're pretty much in gravy territory at that point. Anything higher, you're not going to get anything really much more out of that. Right. Let's say they get a great uh, rate of like 2.75%. And the same exact person's buying the exact same house. Let's say it's like $240,000. Yeah. And they instead get a rate of like 5%. And they're, maybe they're at like a 680 credit score. Yeah. Over the life, let's say that's a 30-year fixed loan, they're going to pay about $80,000 less by having a better credit score for buying the exact same house. They've, they're $80,000 richer just for having a better credit score. You know, and that's really putting that other person behind because you know, that's $80,000 they could have used to you know, buy a car or yep. you know, pay for schools for their kids or you know, plan for college, things like that. It's, it or really even go on a vacation. <laughs> even go on a vacation, yeah. absolutely. You know, so it is, it's very important. And, and another point that came up when you were talking there for a second is um, I always tell people, pay down your balances, but don't close the card. Mm -hmm. Because that 30%, again, that's your balances available credit. If you close the card, you just took away that available credit. Now you brought it back down to whatever your balances are, right. your overall on that. Unless there's one caveat to that. Obviously, if they're charging you an annual fee, then I would say go ahead and just close it anyway because why are you paying for something that you're not using? Right. But if you don't have an annual fee on it, don't close the card. It's going to take away, yeah. you know, from you know what could be a really good boost for your score. Yeah, yeah, great points. Uh, yeah, and and especially on credit score and how it applies to the mortgage rates that you're paying, because uh, you know I. <laughs> you said a $240,000 mortgage. <laughs> You're out here in Los Angeles County. I think a $240,000 loan might get you, you know, a, a half a bedroom in an outhouse. Uh, <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> unless you have one hell of a down payment. Uh, so, you know, in some of these places, you know, like you look at New York or, or San Francisco, uh, mm -hmm. and even some places in Chicago, where you know, if if you're if you're going into a certain neighborhood, you know, the minimum you know house uh, price you know, might be you know half a million you know three quarters of a million. Oh, and yeah. when you when you're looking just at the difference between say two seventy five and three percent, those twenty five basis points can make a huge huge difference over time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, it's a point that, you know, I try to always make to them, you know, do learn what makes up your score. You know, the other parts of that that we really didn't cover and the one that I love 
because you always see it on the commercials is when you know somebody runs your report there's what's called a hard pull mm-hmm. and there's what's called a soft pull soft pull the lenders only basically getting your score they're not looking at your credit report at all they're not looking at your history they're just getting a score but a hard pull actually gets recorded on your credit report anytime a lender does that mm-hmm. and you always see like oh my god you ran my credit you're gonna ruin my score you know and it's just i laugh every time because that is the least most important thing of your total yeah. fico score it's 10 percent of your score and it takes usually five in a year's in a 12 months time before it starts impacting your score and even better fico knows like let's say you're out shopping for a car and you should go to multiple places to try to get the best deal they're going to pull your credit each time or same thing with a mortgage as we just talked about that's a huge huge ticket item Mm -hmm. and you should get the best mortgage rate that you can because that's going to save you a lot in interest but maybe they pulled that multiple times Well, FICO knows as long as you did it in, say, 30 days or 45 days, it can tell that you're shopping for a car or for a mortgage. So it's going to reduce those down, even if you had like eight or nine pulls at the time, down to one inquiry. So it's not going to hurt you, you know, as much as you think. But if you are out there shopping for credit cards and going to all these different lenders or shopping for personal loans and, you know, they keep running and pulling your credit, it is going to have an impact. But it's only looking at a 12-month period. Those inquiries are out there on a credit report for 24 months, but FICO's only looking at the 12, last yeah. 12, for how they're doing it. So it's pretty easy to correct that situation if it's having a negative impact on your score. Within a year, you're good, as long as yeah. you stop having inquiries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's what I'm, what I'm hearing from you is it comes down to, you know, being smart, you know, having the knowledge of, of how these things work. Um, and even like, for instance, you said earlier, you know, an annual fee. Yeah, if you're if you've got a card, you're not using it. There's no points. There's no benefit to it, and you're just paying a fee for for nothing. Then you know, mm-hmm. I even bother having that. But I keep thinking about my my big Amex. You and I back in the days before this little thing <laughs> called COVID. You know, we used to fly all the time. Yeah. I've got a really big annual fee on uh, my Delta Sky Miles Amex. But I get all this stuff with it. You know, I get access to the Delta Sky Clubs. Um, I get a companion ticket. And to me, you know, yeah, it's kind of a wash. It's like, yeah, I'm paying an annual fee, but, you know, I'm getting something for that. I'm not just doling out money for for nothing. So it's about being smart with your credit and, and the different cards that you have. Absolutely. No, as again, you're using those services for you. It is worth the the fee that you're paying on that. And I know exactly what we're talking about. I have the exact same thing on American side of things. So, you know, for the access and for all that that comes with it. Um, Closing a card also affects um, another portion, which is 15% of your score. And this is where younger kids and or younger adults as they're getting started they have no control over this and they just, it's going to affect them until they get old like us because it's 15% of your score and it's called length of credit history. Yeah. So if you close a card that you've had out there for a long time, it does impact that 15% that's length of your credit history. And unfortunately, you know, you're not going to get the max on that. I mean, you don't see people in the 800s on the credit score on the FICO score until they're older. I mean, typically as lenders, but again, for young kids, as long as they're in the, the 740 range or somewhere in there, which they can attain, they're still going to be fine. They're still going to get the 0% financings here and there. They're going to get the biggest perks that you can get, you know, that stores offer the 90 days or 
you know, 120 days, same as cash or whatever, they're going to, they're going to be able to take advantage of those things and not pay a lot for it. But it's, um, you know, that 15% length of credit history. And then there's another 10% that really nobody has control over either. And particularly, again, it hurts younger borrowers is the 10% that's credit mix. So there's 25% of your score there that you have no control over. But the payment history, the balances available credit, and the credit inquiries, that's 75% of your score right there. You have total control over that. Right, right. Yeah, great, great advice and great wisdom on so many aspects of, of credit scores. It seems like you almost need a PhD in this in order to really understand <laughs> what the heck's going on. But, but, some of the, but some of these surface things you can really, really help you almost immediately. Yeah, switching gears from wisdom to <laughs> to ignorance, not stupidity, but ignorance. <laughs> They're two very different things. Because you, because <laughs> you could be ignorant and eventually not be ignorant. If you're stupid, there's no help for you. Uh, but if you're just ignorant, you know what are some of the worst things that you could do for your credit score? Well, not pay someone on time, you know, or slow pay as they call it, you know, not pay it and then it gets reported. If you pay something late, and let's say you paid it five days late, more than likely it's not going to hit your credit bureau because they usually don't report you late until you've gone 30 days late. Yeah. But it's important not to push the envelope either. You know, you should be paying things on time because you're still going to get late fees and things like that. Um, the other thing, the single worst thing that somebody can do, though, absolutely, bar none, is declared bankruptcy. Because you've just done the worst possible thing you could possibly do to that lender. And again, a FICO score is telling a lender, here's, you know, the, uh, the likelihood someone's going to do just that over the next right. few years. You just did it. So it'll, it'll literally, depending on the higher your score was when you declared bankruptcy, the harder you're going to fall. So let's say you had a 680 score, you're going into the fives. If you had a 700 or 800 score, you're dropping to 250 right then, you know, yeah. as soon as you do it. And it does take a while, you know, to come back. I mean, obviously, the one thing about uh, payment history and the thing I like to tell a lot of people is if you've got bad credit and you know it, it's not a life sentence. You know, just stop doing the bad things and eventually right. they're going to age out. You know, you may need to make up some of your, um, let's say you've got judgments or civil judgments or garnishments against you for things that you didn't pay. Obviously, you want to pay those because a paid collection is a lot better than a, a, a non-paid collection on your credit report. But if you don't have any more late pays, eventually the, the effect that's having on your credit score over three or four years time, by the time you get four years out, it is affecting negatively 20% of that 35% of your score, if that makes sense. But it's, it went from a 90-some effect, percent effect, negative effect on your score down to a 20% effect, and eventually it just fades out. Yeah. 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 I, I love what you said about, you know, it's, it's not, you know, it's not a death sentence. You know, my, <laughs> my words, not yours, if you have bad credit, uh, although bankruptcy is probably the one thing that's closest <laughs> to that. Yeah. Uh, if, but you, even, go ahead. if you have it, it's going to be on your credit report for, um, I forget which one, one's going to be 10 years on your credit report. And the other is going to be seven years. I think it's chapter 11, seven years, and chapter 10 is 13 years. Or I'm sorry, chapter 13 is 10 years, but yeah. it could so be the other numbers. way around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are. <laughs> but, 
but to your point that that there's always things that you can do and i, I stress this to my entrepreneur friends because most of us if not all of us have been in this and i know a lot of first responders especially firefighters that uh that are working you know one day on, two days off, have side businesses. Um, a lot of police officers that retire, they go into businesses and so forth. Um, so they're entrepreneurs as well. Yeah, sometimes you hit those periods that are just rough, uh, where your credit mm -hmm. score, you know, gets, you know, bluntly kicked in the ass. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, you if you work with people, and I found this personally, you know, you literally in 30 to 60 days can see your credit score move a few points mm -hmm. uh, just just by doing some basic things, you know, paying off one card, you know, putting a little mm -hmm. extra towards another card mm -hmm. uh, or when you're into trouble, you know, pick up a phone and talk to your credit union or, or the credit card. Um, a lot of these places, you know, frankly, I found even even the you know the evil word in credit unions banks a lot of them you know they're they, they I know they want to make a profit but because of that they're not stupid and they're and they're not necessarily jerks they realize all right yeah if this person owes $20,000 and he's willing to give us $250 a month and he's working with us and talking to us, that's a lot better than getting something and somebody that's willing to work with us rather than somebody that we can't even get a hold of and we see that $20,000 balance for the next six months. That's a problem for us. We can't make money that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's a complete charge off. And that's more of a collection issue yeah. that, that you're talking about there. Uh, going down that road. One of the biggest things, certainly, I mean, we only serve law enforcement. We don't serve like all the first responders, like some of the credit unions do right. um, that are out there. But one of the things we've certainly seen with law enforcement, because the pressures of the job and we could, that's a whole nother topic we could talk about just now today with what's going on with, you know, the yeah. world and law enforcement. But um, we do see a lot of divorce and divorce, unfortunately, is where you see, you know, maybe they had great credit all along and then now all of a sudden they don't have, you know, they're paying for lawyers and they have to rob Peter to pay Paul, so to say. And <laughs> Sometimes and <so> literally. <laughs> yeah. And so they don't, <laughs> hopefully not, but yeah, <laughs> They don't pay their credit card on time or their mortgage on time. And all of a sudden now their score's taking a hit. And yeah, the, you know, they got to get through the, um, the hurt of the divorce, I guess you could say, before they can yeah. really concentrate on, on, you know, fixing and repairing. But again, you can fix and you can repair. And a lot of, I know a lot of credit unions, us included, do free counseling for those types of things. We help them. We'll, we'll yeah. sit down with them and confidential and say, okay, here's what we see. Here's what you can do right now to improve it. Here's what you can do long-term to improve it. And you're going to start seeing it improve. And, and let's say that you did have that out there and you are seeing an improvement in your score. Another thing that you can do is go back to your lenders and refinance because you've, you now are in a different credit score tier. So you're probably going to qualify for a lower rate. Mm -hmm. And so again, that's going to put more money into your pocket every month that you can then pay down more debt on and it, and, you know, it's a snowball effect going the one way, but you can also snowball it going the other way and say, right. okay, we're going to really, you know, as time goes on, we're really going to increase that score. Sure, sure, exactly. So, 
it, it, you probably already mentioned it a few times because we've we've received so much good advice and insight in our conversation. But is there one, maybe even two, you know, number one things that you can do to improve your credit score, even like today? Yes, absolutely. Number one know what your credit reports have on them, all three of them, each of the bureaus. If you go to annualcreditreport.com, it's not myfreecreditreport.com or freecreditreport.com because they will charge you for a monitoring service or things like that. Annualcreditreport.com, it was set up by the government. Each of the bureaus are on there. You can pull your credit report. It's not gonna give you your FICO score necessarily, but at least you're gonna see what's on there. And right now during COVID, they've actually set it up that you can get a free one per month. It used to be a free one per year. So what I would always tell people to do, um, and there's a caveat on this, obviously if you're gonna go like purchase a house or something, pull all three of them at the same time sure. and then you know, look and see what's not accurate. And then you can file a dispute. And I'll talk about that in a second because that's the second best thing you can do. But once you look at your credit report, usually what I say is, okay, pull TransUnion, and then four months later, pull Experian, and then four months after that, pull Equifax, and then you're back to the year for the TransUnion. Right. But right now, you can pull them monthly. So go out there and do it. You know, um, I don't know how long that's going to last, but it is kind of nice that they're able to do it just to make sure, you know, and some people have time now to be able to look at those things, you know. Um, if you see something that's not accurate on there, let's say, and this really happens with people, unfortunately, you know, one of the worst things we could do is name our kids junior or the <laughs> third or second, because I've seen it happen so many times, whereas maybe junior is not doing his credit so well. And all of a sudden, senior score really took a tank by the time yeah. juniors now in borrowing history range, because what that's one of the weirdest things about the credit bureaus, when we, the lenders report to them, they don't go off a of social security number. Hmm. They go off of name and address. So I can't tell you how many times yeah. where that scenario has come up where the senior's like, this isn't mine, and I want this off my report. But what you can do is file a dispute. Now, there are um, some financial institutions, including us, that'll do that on your behalf for free and help you out with that. And what the dispute does, it goes to the lender that reported it and says, this is in dispute by the borrower saying that they didn't do this or they didn't borrow from you or whatever. And also you're going to find out if somebody stole your identity, you're going to see it on that credit report yeah. because you're going to see all kinds of credit lines. You know, you're like, I don't own a Macy's card. Why do I have that out there? So this dispute process is going to help you with that. And they have 30 days to respond and provide proof. If they don't, it falls off your credit report. And guess what? If it's a derogatory item and it fell off your credit report, boy, your score just went up quite a bit yeah. by then. But just knowing what's on there is the single most important thing that you can do. And then maybe learning your FICO score. And you touched on some great places. I mean, if you want to pay for it, FICO owns it. The, the credit bureaus don't. They just, you know, they have to go off the algorithm that FICO has, but they have no control over that. That's why they created the Vantage score, you know, right. to try to compete, but they're not really competing. Um, so you can go to myfico.com and pay them, you know, they have different plans or whatever. Or if you have a major credit card, like you were talking about, right. it's going to tell you what your FICO score is on that day. Because remember, any FICO scores, they change day to day based on yeah. balances and things like that. So, um, you know, your FICO score, whatever they're, as long as it says FICO, because it was important yeah. you said that when you looked at your Discover card, you said it said FICO version eight. 
you know it's a true FICO score. Right. Some of those major card companies use the Vantage score, which isn't going to help you. Yeah, yeah. And I, I do, you know, I know this is uh, a pro credit union show, uh, <laughs> but I do like Discover's um, feature uh, because it is FICO. And ironically, in, in some of our audience and, and some of your members will probably identify with this, is I was on a uh, another uh, credit card and I was looking at the score and it didn't label it as FICO or anything like that, mm -hmm. but it was 120 points lower than mm -hmm. the one that I found on Discover. And so I deliberately and immediately went to Discover to look at their little chart because they do a nice job of showing you your chart and how it's moving on the mm -hmm. FICO. And it actually does say FICO 8 on there, so I mm -hmm. can feel pretty good about it. And that was 120 points higher. And because it was FICO, I was like, okay, now I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you should. Again, they, they, they have the corner on the market. You know, they were the first to it. Oh, by the way, I asked this question at all of the different trainings that I do. And nobody knows the answers. Nobody so far. I mean, I've, I've trained hundreds and hundreds of, of uh, law enforcement officers and their families on this. Probably thousands. <laughs> uh, could, could be. You've you been know here what 22 FICO. years, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what FICO stands for? Oh, you know, yeah, you got me. I'm going to say the F is federal, C is credit, um, O is, oh, I don't know. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually the company that, that developed it. It's Fair Isaac Corporation. Ah, so. yeah, yeah. You know, I I should know that, you know, having been in finance <laughs> as long as you have, but uh um I don't I don't do as much credit score trading as, as you've done. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it to the expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh it's just a little thing I like to just throw out there just to see if anybody knows because I mean everyone knows FICO they've heard FICO they just didn't know you know what the acronym stood for but they were kind of first to the market obviously became very very popular when you know back when we graduated from college and started gaining in popularity then and, and again they still have the corner on the market I mean different ones are trying but um, I think Experian just recently, because you, you see that, I don't want to give Experian a free commercial, but I will anyway, sure. they have that Experian <laughs> boost. That confused me because I didn't understand how they were doing that, but Experian actually has now gone into business with FICO. Mm. They're like, if you can't beat them, I guess join them sort of thing. And they are doing some other products that are out there. There's some newer things that are coming to market. Again, I don't know if this is going to have an effect long term on FICO's dominance or, you know, just kind of piecemeal it out like I said you know the auto lenders use a, a different FICO auto score and things like that and if this is just trying to differentiate on that but it's taken to an account because right now if you pay rent obviously that's not getting reported to the credit bureau sure. but now they're talking about maybe incorporating some some of your behaviors that way so they're creating different products that they're at that are out there this isn't very you know static and the reason why FICO does keep creating new versions is you know, they had version seven out there or eight when they had it. And then the great recession hit back in yeah. 2008, 2009. And so a lot of people did uh, strategic defaults on their mortgages because they're like, I'm so upside down on my value now. I'm not going to be able to afford this. I'm walking away from it. And FICO knew that. So it knew it had to retool its algorithm based on the new normal of what Americans behavior was. And that's where FICO version nine came out. 
And then just recently now, FICO version 10 said, well, now we've got this whole mess going on and the right. economy's up, down, or left, right, sideways, nobody knows. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if in another year or so that FICO has to retool it again, come out with an even newer version, even though 10 hasn't hit the market yet. I mean, they've <laughs> developed it, but it's not, you know, the bureaus have to take a year or so before they can actually get it to where it works with them to where they can offer it to the lenders. Cause FICO doesn't offer it directly to the lenders. It comes through the bureau. We pay, you know, those bureaus, whoever we pull from, we have an agreement with them and pay them. Obviously FICO gets a cut because it's their algorithm. But sure. You know, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll be retired by the time they come up with FICO 27 or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, Jim, you've given us a ton of awesome information. Um, you know, thank you so much for your expertise and thanks for taking some time to be on the show. No, absolutely. And if anyone, you know, is is curious if they need more information or if they really are, you know, looking for some information or some tips on how to help, I'll be happy to help them. You know, I mean, we serve law enforcement, so they can reach me at Jay Bedinger. That's B E D I N G E R at national police com. Awesome. Awesome. And can you give them your personal cell phone and your home address too? <laughs> uh, no, because in just in case anyone's trying to steal identities, even though I do. And that's another thing I do tell people at the very least, because, um, you know, one of the bad things, and I, I always end my training sessions at academies with this too, is that, um, Equifax had a breach and it happened, you know, I think now it's like been four years ago. Something like that, that happened. Yeah. But this is different than the credit card, um, not credit card companies, but like the, uh, the department stores where they have a breach, all they got was your credit card information. Well, no harm, no foul. You get a new credit card number, you move on. Um, but what Equifax had, it was all your personal information, just what you were talking about. So now people have your personal information on the dark web and they sell that information to people. And now people are going out and opening it up. And if you've ever had your identity stolen, because I know people that have had that stolen, it is a nightmare to try to get it fixed because the credit card companies don't believe you when yeah. you say that's not my thing. And you know, you file this view, but then they say, no, you open this up because we have your driver's license. It's you, it's saying it's you, you know, it, it's a nightmare. So if at the very least get a credit monitoring. Yeah. Thing out there, look, I mean, there's several that are out there. You can get them very cheaply, but you really want one that's gonna help you restore your credit if you can. That's the most important because trying to do it on your own is awful. But if it ever does happen to you and the likelihood that it could based on the Equifax breach and there's breaches going on right now that we don't even know about, you know, yeah. it could yeah. happen. So that's the other thing you really need to do. But, but first and foremost, simplest thing to do is get your credit house in order. If it's not in order, yeah. figure out what your credit is and what you can do to improve it. Educate yourself. And you're going to save yourself a lot of money over time. And if you have kids, get them to establish credit sooner than later because yeah. it's going to help them with the length of credit history and their credit mix, that 25% of the score that they don't control, and educate them on the importance of it. Because more so, like we said, for us older people, you know, for them, I mean, if, if you even go to rent an apartment now, they run your credit report and your credit score. And if your score is too low, you're too much of a risk for even them now. Yeah. Even renting an apartment. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I don't know how old you are, but I feel like I'm 25, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna half it. Uh, but yeah, since you since you mentioned it, to close up, um, one of our long-standing partners of uh, Vero with the Police Officers Credit Union Association, you know, offers a phenomenal. I'm on it as well. Uh, a phenomenal. Um, yeah, credit. Yeah, uh, not only uh, credit, uh, not only identity theft uh, monitoring, but identity theft recovery, which is what you talked mm -hmm. about. And I know the National Police Credit Union uh, offers that to yeah. their members and at least a couple other uh, of our credit unions in the POCUA offer that, which is another huge benefit of to as to why, which I always say, if you're a first responder, you're especially a police officer, you should be working with the POCUA credit union over any other credit union, even if they happen to have the name police in it, they're not necessarily a POCUA credit union. Uh, but Jim, you know, thank you so much. I learned a lot and, and I've okay. been industry for a long time. So I really appreciate it. Um, so I know our audience does as well. Thank you so much, Jim. You're welcome. I'm glad I didn't put you to sleep, Ken. <laughs> Not at all. You never do. Uh, and we hope that we didn't put any of you to sleep out there. Thank you, our audience, for either watching or listening to this episode of Public Safety Talk Radio. And we will be with you again in about a week with another terrific guest. Take care. Public Safety Talk Radio is produced by the POCUA. POCUA is a consortium of financial institutions serving law enforcement as well as other first responders and public safety professionals. To learn more about our association and to find one of our credit unions or service providers near you, go to www.policecreditunions.com. And always remember, if you aren't working with one of our POCUA credit unions, you're just banking with an institution that just so happens to serve first responders. As a public safety professional, you and your family deserve better. Find a POCUA credit union today.